Warning, the following broadcast is not intended to be a substitute for legal advice or firearm safety, competence, or proficiency training. This broadcast is solely for entertainment, discussion, and informational purposes. Side effects may include a sudden undeniable urge to exercise your Second Amendment rights, and you may in fact turn into a gun nut. You've been warned. And welcome to Locked, Loaded, and Legal, the only broadcast on the internet that talks about firearms-related issues, both from the legal and the practical angles. I'm your host, Jose Morales, with our host, Mike Jeremita. We want to welcome everybody for tuning in to us and sharing your time with us, and we're going to tell you a little bit about why we're here and what our goals are for this broadcast. Now, Jose, when you mentioned doing this, I thought it was an excellent idea, and the reason is there's a real need for this sort of stuff. We're going to talk about firearms uh, from, like you said, a number of different angles. There's a lot of stuff out there that talks about maybe the practical, tactical side of firearms, and then there are other resources that talk about the legal aspects, and we're trying to marry the two here. Now, the fact of the matter is I like talking about guns, you like talking about guns, and I'm sure our listeners enjoy both talking and listening about guns, so I think this is going to be fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, I'm really excited to be working on this with you, Mike. I love working with you, and as a firearms instructor that really values the importance of operating within the letter of the law. It's just an honor and a privilege to work with a firearms attorney of your caliber and educate our audience because people really need to know not only the hands-on, practical, and tactical uh, areas of firearms ownership and manipulation, but the laws are really, really important too. And there's no one really addressing those issues that I know of. I agree, Jose. Now, you mentioned that you're an instructor. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about uh, how you got into this business? I grew up in New York in the Bronx. Uh, having a, you know, a single mother as head of household, I didn't realize that there was always a gun in the house. Now, my mother was always able to protect us, and she was a Second Amendment advocate, uh, believed in having the option to protect herself, and probably one of the most anti-gun cities in the world. So I grew up really comfortable around guns, uh, respectful around guns, and I knew not to touch them. So when uh, I got into the military and out of the military, my fascination and love affair with firearms continued. And one of the things I always did was made sure that anyone I took to the range to shoot had to sit with me. We had to go over the process of firearm safety, safe gun handling, long story short. When I found out the National Rifle Association offered certifications for what I enjoyed anyway, a kind of a hobby became a profession. I got certified as pistol instructor, a rifle instructor, so on and so forth. I got appointed as a training counselor, and I opened up Philly Firearms Academy because Philadelphia didn't have a homegrown resource for firearms training and firearms safety education, and that's what Philly Firearms Academy is all about and what I enjoy doing. That is kind of what has brought me here, and uh, I met uh, Mike about three years ago. Uh, at a U.S. Law Shield event, and a casual uh, acquaintance became a deep friendship, and we decided, hey, why don't we consider having a broadcast specifically designed and tailored to individuals that are interested in firearm safety, safe gun handling, and the law. So that's kind of a little bit about me, backstory in a nutshell. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Mike? Sure, Jose. So like Jose, I was born and raised in New York. I was from Brooklyn, and being from Brooklyn... 
and their restrictive laws. You had sort of mentioned a little bit about the, the climate over there regarding gun ownership. I did not know a single law-abiding gun owner my entire life, and now my career is catered towards helping law-abiding gun owners, but the fact of the matter is uh, they weren't involved in my life growing up. It was two types of folks who owned firearms, and that's the police and the criminals. Now, fast forward a few years, I was offered a scholarship to play college baseball in Oklahoma, and being out in Oklahoma, I quickly realized that we were not in Brooklyn anymore. <laughs> Whole different ball game, heavy presence of civilian firearm ownership, and lots of law-abiding gun owners. That's where I developed my healthy addiction to firearms, joined the Tulsa Indoor Firearms Range uh, during law school, did a ton of training over there, got my license to carry out there, which is really a pretty extensive process in comparison to Pennsylvania. And when I was finished with law school, I wanted to be closer to home and my family, but did not want to surrender my firearms. So I chose Pennsylvania specifically so I could continue to exercise my Second Amendment rights. Now, that being said, I care about this very much and decided that this is where I wanted to focus my practice of law. I was very fortunate early on in my career to represent U.S. Law Shield and their challenge against some of the city of Harrisburg's illegal gun ordinances. And I began taking on more and more challenges, fighting to preserve and advance our Second Amendment. Uh, today, my practice, Giramita Law Offices, is focused around firearms. We've got an office in the Philadelphia area, and we also do appointments out in the Harrisburg area. I've given over 500 lectures to both attorneys and uh, interested citizens alike regarding the laws of firearms. And I wrote a book called Pennsylvania Gun Law, Armed and Educated, co-authored that with attorney Justin McShane. A really, really impressive background. And also, you know, it's nice to actually have a firearms attorney who's also a firearms uh, enthusiast with a healthy addiction. <laughs> right? A healthy they addiction. They call us gun nuts. You know, we get labeled with all sorts of these types of things. They call us gun nuts, preppers, and everything where, you know, really the folks that I run into, these are just folks like you and I, hardworking people who want to protect themselves and their loved ones. And I think that our listeners understand that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned a really important point, which was where you came from before, there were competency requirements. There was uh, uh, standards you had to meet in order to get your license to carry. And, you know, it's great that we have a lot of Second Amendment freedom here in Philadelphia and in Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania really has a remedial approach to education as opposed to a preventative approach to education, which is kind of one of the reasons why we both are so enthusiastic about this, because we want to make sure that our audience, our listeners, learn from other people's mistakes. We are a resource here for you guys. We want to make sure that we combine our years of experience and the best practices that we've learned at the expense of others' blood, sweat, and tears, literally, and share that with you guys, regardless of what side of the Second Amendment firearms fence you guys are, so that you can avoid these issues as well. So we have a really, really exciting um, list of topics that we're going to be covering in our broadcast over time, and we're really excited to present the information to you. Mike? So during this episode, we're going to talk about our call to action, and we're going to encourage the audience to get out there and take some steps to better themselves as gun owners. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the life-altering decision of purchasing a firearm and some of the things you'll need to know if you're thinking about making that decision, thinking about entering this lifestyle. Which is one of the really exciting areas that I like to kind of mention to brand new students as well, or even students that haven't that have been around firearms for a while, quote-unquote, because a lot of times individuals don't think about any of these things, that life-altering decision. Your whole world changes the moment you have a gun. And from what I hear, the moment you use that gun, does your 
world kind of change in your experience? There's no doubt about that. It is a tremendous responsibility to even be willing to pull that trigger. It's not something to be taken lightly. And there's always more to learn. So I think that that's going to be enjoyable to discuss. We'll talk more about some of the legal and practical impacts, things you should know, things you might not know, and things you need to know. And we're back with the Locked, Loaded, and Legal Broadcast. We're just discussing some of the topics we're going to cover this season, and we'll just jump right in. One of the things we're going to talk about is we're going to demystify gun myths and legends. There's a whole lot of bad information on the streets out there. Somebody tells another guy something he thinks he knows about gun law, or he thinks he knows about firearm safety and training, and then by the time it gets passed along to 15, 20 people, it's something completely different than when it even started. These like urban legends, you know, and and I don't know how they become actual um, knowledge in people's minds, but I have all kinds of... uh a situation where individuals come on in and say, "Well, you know, if I separate the magazine and the gun and put the ma- or the clip and in, in, the, in the glove compartment and put the gun in the trunk, um, am I, and you know, where do they hear these things?" I'm not sure, but they get out there and they get people in a whole lot of trouble. You know, specifically on the legal side, that's something that I see on a regular basis. I'm sure on the safe handling side and the safe usage side, that's something you see on a regular basis. Absolutely, on a on a very on a, on a frighteningly frighteningly uh, regular basis. So again, well, one of our goals is to to demystify, to educate you guys, and we urge you guys to to really listen and to and to and to also reach out to us as well, during our, you know, via our social media outlets. Um, another topic we're going to talk about is actual practical advice on accessory and firearms purchases, how to go about purchasing the right gear for you. Um, because again, everybody is a little bit different, and I tell people it's not about going to a gun store and hoping that they will sell you what you think you need. People generally spend more time, Mike, um, researching the purchase of a car mm. than you know a life-saving tool you know of deadly force you know and people will shop based on how cool it looks i mean i'm all about nice looking guns but it's a tool like a hammer and not everybody is the same so we're going to talk about practical advice on picking the right firearm for you um, based on a whole bunch of different factors everything from your age to your gender to your hand size to how often you plan on shooting and so on and so forth all these things um are you know are factors in the purchase of the right gear for you. And uh, and what else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about how to arm yourself mentally, physically, and legally. I think this is great because it's a well-balanced approach to being a gun owner, and sometimes people have enough of something, but they're deficient in another department, and we want to make sure that people understand all the different aspects of being prepared as a gun owner. People talk about the combat triad, the mindset, the skills, the tactics, how, you know, it's all about, you know, multiple um, skill sets. It's not just about one thing. You can be the best, most accurate shooter in the world, but from what I hear, Mike, if you don't know when to properly pull and legally pull that gun out, I think you're going to have a bad day, right? You're going to have a horrible day, and not only a horrible day, but, you know... A horrible uh, night as well. Well, I'm uh, not built for prison. Horrible okay. night. <laughs> you might have prison, a horrible several years, and you might have a horrible lifetime because these are the types of situations that stick with people. Beyond that, we're going to talk about the role of awareness, alertness, and having plans. I love the, sta- the statement that the best armed encounter is the one that we avoid. 
That's something that's all too often ignored as gun owners. We think about the armed confrontations, what we've got to do in order to use deadly force. But if we don't have to, many times that's your best bet, isn't it, Jose? Well, it, absolutely. I'm, I'm a big fan of learning through the experience of others and through the, uh, the hard work of others, but also learning through, um, you know, through best practices. And I love watching the Nature Channel, Mike, because, you know, life is kind of like the Nature Channel. You know, if you look at like meat, uh, you're going to be eaten, you know, like uh, to Clint Smithism. You know, and it really boils down to a try not to look like meat. And we're going to talk about that in great depth. But also, you know, the best gunfight is the one we avoid through awareness, through alertness and, you know, a dash of common sense and maybe even having a plan in place prior to needing to use the gun, which is really, really important. I think that's so important because the folks that I run into in my practice and through my lectures, like I said, are regular, hardworking individuals. They want to protect themselves. They want to protect their loved ones. And they're willing to do so, but they pray that they never have to. So these are some of the tactics that you could use to avoid that and some of the benefits on the legal side, I believe. Beyond that, we're going to talk about self-defense in the home. And this is great not only from the practical side, some of the things that you'll discuss as to how to prepare, but I'll also talk about the legal implications, some of the advantages were provided here in Pennsylvania, and some of the doctrines that are uh, in place across the country regarding that. And again, as a firearms instructor, Mike, you know, if I have a dollar for every time someone said, no, but if they're in my home, I, I can shoot them, right? Yeah. Immediately people think, you know what, because there's a castle doctrine here in Pennsylvania that supersedes everything else. And I'm like, uh, well, unless you have an execution chamber in your particular home, yeah. uh, not so much. Talk to my buddy Mike. He'll tell you. Yeah, you, you never want to cross that line to murder, right? You want to only use deadly force if you're legally justified, and we're going to talk about some of the practical implications and the legal implications that come into play while you're inside the home. Then we're going to talk about carrying, this is the streets of your town, right? Protecting yourself outside the home. That's another important thing, particularly in Pennsylvania, where we've got a large percentage of gun owners who have a license to carry firearms. Absolutely. Protecting yourself inside your home and then outside your home. And then uh, one of the topics that people ask about a lot is protecting others. When can I protect uh, innocent bystanders, others? And in this politically charged, um, really violent uh, time that we're in where we may see or have a threat that we can't, you know, we can't um, perceive prior to it through alertness and awareness, we may be called as uh, card-carrying good guys to use our firearms to protect others, and we need to be able to do so um, not only with complete certainty but with as much um, legal justification as possible, and it's really that's a really important topic. Mike, I'm looking forward to that. Sure. There are both criminal and civil implications that could come from the unjustified use of deadly force uh, when protecting a third party. So it's incredibly important, although I think we could agree if our family member was in a situation where a, a good law-abiding citizen with a firearm could help them and could save their life, we'd certainly want them to do so. Beyond that, we're going to talk about firearms in the context of owning a business. This is something that I get all the time. Uh, I represent many small business owners, and sometimes the firearms law and the business law intersect, and this is going to be a great topic for those types of folks. And people also need to realize that, you know, I'm a small business owner, you're a business owner. We have a responsibility to protect our clients, to protect our employees, to protect ourselves because we have families we want to get back to at the end of the day. And, you know, we're often so tied up in, in, in helping others that we don't, you know, take a minute to realize, well, how vulnerable are we or are our employees? So it's not just, you know, um, threats that we can perceive, but also our responsibilities as business owners that are going to, you know, be called into play. 
I agree. This is something that people come to, to me with all the time uh, on a regular basis. And because we've heard about it so often, and that's why we want to talk about it. Finally, we're going to talk about things that have gone wrong and other people's mistakes that you could potentially avoid. Folks, you don't have to learn the hard way. We hear so many horror stories when it comes to firearms ownership and it comes to people who own firearms. Either they're not prepared legally, mentally, they don't have the proper training, or they just take steps accidentally. Uh, we've got possessory offenses in some of our surrounding estates uh, where simply being in possession of a firearm with no intent to harm anybody could land you in some serious legal trouble and land you in prison. And it's our responsibility to know these things, you know, especially since Pennsylvania doesn't require any formal education or training or competency. And this is not a critique. It's just an observation. And so we can't meet a standard that we don't know. But people are literally walking around um, with firearms on their hips or with, you know, shotguns in their homes and have no idea of the the criteria for using that tool of deadly force, you know. And uh, and it's, it's a scary thing when you really think about it. And ignorance of the law will not be an excuse. It will not help you that you did not know and you didn't realize you were breaking the law. Uh, this is not going to come to your, to your aid in these situations. So it's important that we take the steps to prepare ourselves and understand the law. Because if you want to follow the law, you've got to know and understand the law. Yeah. And you have to learn and know and understand the law from an actual uh, professional in that field. Mm -hmm. I love police officers. I, God bless them. I train them. I, I, a lot of my family and friends are police officers, but they're not lawyers. They, in their defense, they're, you know, they have to know Christmas tree law, right? And they have to know uh, civil law, criminal law, you know, a lot of property law. So, you know, they're not professionals in the law. If I want to go ahead and find out the law, I'll call my friend Mike Jeremina and send him an email. Hey, Mike, tell me about the law. And, and Vice versa, if you know someone wants to learn about safe and proper firearms handling, they just because a person walks around with a gun doesn't mean that they're an expert in that tool. So we're looking at marrying our both respective expertise um, to bring this information to you guys. Sure. And let's keep in mind that this podcast is for discussion and informational purposes. I don't want anybody to make the mistake of believing that what we say is to be construed as legal advice. Spoken like a true attorney. I love that. And <laughs> we're going to get that out there because it's important that people understand uh, there are going to be listeners throughout the country and it's going to be incredibly important that we understand if you do need legal advice, you must engage an attorney who is licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. Absolutely. And especially since we're also going to be having hopefully some experts in the respective fields of firearms and law, the law, as our guests over time. So when we come back, we're going to call you to action, ladies and gentlemen. See you shortly. Hi, Jose Morales here. Mike and I want to take a minute to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to us. If you find the broadcast interesting or informative, please tell others about us and consider showing your support either by becoming a patron on Patreon or through a donation on PayPal via the links at LockedLoadedAndLegal.com. Thanks again, and stay safe. Welcome back to the Locked, Loaded, and Legal broadcast. Thank you for being here. I just want to mention, we talked about a bunch of different topics we're going to discuss throughout the season, and if you, as the listener, have an idea, reach out to us. You can find our contact information and social media at LockedLoadedAndLegal.com. We're here for you, the listener. So I did want to mention that this show is for everybody. 
The show is not just for folks like Jose and I who have a healthy addiction to firearms. If you're thinking about getting into firearms, if you love firearms, if you hate firearms, this podcast is for you. We're going to talk about a lot of information and it's going to be useful for you to have a well-informed discussion because having a well-informed discussion is so crucial to us uh, continuing to be able to exercise our rights freely. And not only at the on the the side of whether you agree or disagree with uh, gun ownership at the individual level, but regardless of your experience. Not everybody was born a master at firearms. Not everybody was born a master of firearms law. So wherever you're getting it, if you've been owning, if you've owned firearms your entire life, if you've been an avid firearms owner your entire life, then there's still something more to learn. There's something to take away from our discussions. If you've never handled a firearm in your life, there's certainly something to take away from our discussion. So I think that's important for everybody to understand. Especially if, you know, if you're, even if you are anti-firearm or you have really strong personal convictions against firearms, it's okay. It, we want to listen to and hear opposing viewpoints. We want to be educated and educate people as well. And, you know, even if an individual decides, hey, I never want to touch a gun, that's I, uh, and for whatever reasons, that's absolutely fine. We still want to be able to educate people so that if they're ever in a position where they have to help someone or they encounter a firearm or goodness knows, we can impart that knowledge. So that, and, and knowledge is never really wasted. And I am a firm believer in continuing education, you know, and from and learning from others viewpoints as well. So it's really important that we hear from you regardless of your stance. And that way, at least if you could formulate your opinion based upon the truth, there are so many opinions that people formulate based upon uh, misconceptions. So we want to try to get rid of that as much as possible. Now, Jose, why don't you talk to everybody about the importance of taking action in a meaningful way? Absolutely. Well, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you know what, um, I'm going to do this or I'm going to go purchase a gun. And, and they end up uh, end up making these decisions without um, any forethought. Sometimes people um, end up being stagnated and purchase their firearm or they have a shotgun in their closet, but they don't uh, take any meaningful action to either improve themselves to educate themselves or to uh, to even formulate a plan in case uh, they needed to use it. So, you know, uh, this episode's uh, title, A Call to Action, we wanted to reach out. We wanted to actually challenge our listeners to make some concrete commitment and make a uh, an actual uh, uh, commitment to, to a tangible, actual... What's the word I'm looking for? Manageable goals, I think, is the key. Manageable goals. Thank you very much. A small, manageable goal, either yourself or someone else. You know, what are some examples? Well, we'll, we'll go over some examples. I think we need to challenge ourselves to become better gun owners or prospective gun owners. And one way you can get that started is by buying a book. Don't you think, Jose? Reading is fundamental. At least that's what I used to learn as a kid, you know. <laughs> um, and you can, you, know, you can get so much from an actual physical book or from an audio book. But there are lots of in- individuals out there with tons of experience. And there's no reason why we can't know something if we really wanted to research it. So books are phenomenal. One of the books that I've been listening to or, and reading uh, both, uh, recently is by, by Masada Ayub called Straight Talk on Armed Defense What the Experts Want You to Know by again by the Master Masad Ayub uh, and we're looking at having experts in the field as uh, as interviewees and contributors to our podcast so that's a great place to start. I think that that's exciting that we're going to have some of the folks who are the authors or the sources of these resources that we're putting out there with us this season 
One of my favorite books is Deadly Force, Understanding Your Right to Self-Defense, also by Masad Ayub. Had to throw that out there. What about videos, Jose? Videos. I mean, there are tons of videos out there. I, I just I like to watch things that actually will uh, make me think twice and uh, and make me analyze my level of preparedness. And you know, there's a video called American Blackout by uh, National Geographic. It was uh, produced, I believe, in 2013-14. It's kind of like what uh, what would happen if there was a cyber attack and uh, you know America would be crippled uh, and, and the electronic infrastructure would be crippled how quickly society might decompose and how my might fall apart and it really is kind of thought provoking and actually free on YouTube it's also the video is also available so it's definitely worth viewing but that's the that's what came to me um, off the top of my head I think it's also important to encourage people to get out there and do some live in-person learning, Jose. One of the things that we are able to provide uh, through my resources is you can go to Gun Law Seminar and check out a legal seminar close to you. I think it's important for people to be there so they can interact with not only other gun owners and prospective law-abiding gun owners, but folks who are involved in this business uh, so they can further educate themselves. How about you, Jose, as far as the in-person side? Well, why don't you dust off that shotgun, that rifle, that pistol? Why don't you go ahead and maybe go to the range? Take a friend to the range. Take someone who's on the fence about firearms. Maybe find someone who's never shot a gun before and say, I'm going to take you to the range, um, and then I'm going to take you to, to, to get a burger afterwards because, you know, you, if you play hard, you got to, you know, if you work hard, you got to play hard. You know, dust that gun off, take someone out, and, and teach them how to handle a gun properly and safely and expose them to something that they probably would be otherwise afraid to, uh, to experience. And maybe Jose won't toot his own horn, but I'm going to have to do it for him just because I'm a strong believer in what he does. If you're in the Philadelphia area or really anywhere in Pennsylvania, go to phillyguntraining.com, check out Jose's list of classes. Uh, he offers some phenomenal training. So if, if you're in the area, I encourage people to get out and see him Thank in person. Thank you, my friend. And one good turn deserves another because you won't toot your own horn. But if you own a firearm or uh, are a Second Amendment advocate or are thinking about uh, having a gun for personal or home defense, you need to have Mike Giaramita's card in your wallet and, uh, <laughs> and his number on speed dial because he is literally the man when it comes to firearms uh, law here in Pennsylvania. Uh, just a brilliant mind and uh, a heck of a good person and not, not a bad shot either. So, you know, great, definitely a great resource i appreciate that jose i appreciate that jose so one thing that i do want to encourage our listeners to do is to set that first goal as to what you're going to do are you going to read a book are you going to watch a video are you going to take a course and then let us know about your progress that's really important. That's really important. Yes, we want to hear from you. We want to go ahead and hear from you. You can uh, send us an email, uh, inter interact with us via social media like Facebook or Instagram, take a picture and, and tweet it to us. All of our information is going to be um, on www.lockedloadedandlegal.com. God, I sound like my grandfather. No, lockedloadedandlegal.com. No, no W's <laughs> needed, right? You know, I always love to say pictures or it didn't happen because we love to see the progress that you're making if if we've in some way encouraged you to get out there and make yourself a better gun owner or a prospective gun owner then we really want to see that that's why we're doing this we're here for you folks as the listeners so please keep us surprised of your progress 
and make progress. You know, please make a commitment to improve yourself one way or another. It's never too late to learn. You can never know too much. I personally make a commitment myself to try to learn one thing each year. I go and educate myself to bring that back to my students. I close shop and get my butt handed to me um, and bring that information back. So, guys, don't you know, sit on your laurels because you've been around guns a bunch of times. And if you can't really, off the top of your head, really specify the criteria for use of deadly force, then there's no way that you can prove in a court of law that you follow the standard you don't know. So you really need to listen to actually learn about this stuff. And particularly on the legal side, we constantly see developments. So it's something that you've really got to stay on top of. You've really got to continue to educate yourself when it comes to firearms and the law. So, so get out there. Maybe you, you took some course regarding the laws of firearms several years ago or a year or two ago. Get out there. Refresh your memory uh, because I promise you, you did not remember every single thing that you learned. And maybe even refresh your uh, your marksmanship and your safe gun handling. That wouldn't be a bad thing either, right? It's a perishable skill. Get out there and do it. So this has been a, an episode of Locked, Loaded, and Legal. We look forward to seeing you again soon. I'm your host, Jose Morales. And Mike Jeremy to take care, folks. Be safe. You've been listening to another episode of Locked, Loaded, and Legal. Promoting firearm safety, training, and education so you don't have to learn the hard way. Brought to you by Philly Firearms Radio. For more information and to show your support, visit us at LockedLoadedAndLegal.com. Thank you.